Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome everyone. We are continuing to discuss Second Samuel in our morning Bible study. We are happy you're here to join us. Promise, will you pray for us? Yes. Lord, I just invite you into our Bible study and invite you to teach us our ways to keep us from snares. Name Jesus, Amen. Amen. Absolutely. All right. So, this morning we are on Second Samuel chapter eleven. Can I get a volunteer to read the first five verses, please? I will. <clears throat> All right, Kyla. It says, "It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him in all Israel, and they destroy the people of um, Amen." Ammon, and besiege Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked to the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman, and someone said, Is that not Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from him her impurity and she returned to her house and the woman conceived so she sent and told David and said I am with child okay what questions do you have comments or most importantly what did the Holy Spirit reveal to you in that section Did you read verse 5 too? She did. Yes. Okay. They're fighting with Ammon again? Yes, they are. That's a, that's a good thing. So what about that fight with Ammon? Don't they think they should have not fought with David since they just got defeated, like in the last chapter? Well, here's the thing. It says very specifically that what? Or which chapter? In, in verse 1. In the spring of the year. Sure, but then they sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and what? And destroyed the people of Ammon. And besieged Rabbah. Rabbah. Is that where they were before that? So they were it doesn't say that they were in Rabbah, but it says that they destroyed the people of Ammon. What does it say about sin? When it reaches its fullness. It brings forth death. Okay. So we already reviewed last chapter, or discussed last chapter, the difference between Ammon and Syria, right? Or the Ammonites and Assyrians. Yes. The Syrians, while they at one point took the, the reins, if you will, and, and led the charge and fighting against David and the kingdom and perpetuating the wrongdoing, at some point, after being defeated the second time, they said, 
were done with this, and they came into alignment, right? They repented, came into alignment, and then supported David. But in that second half, verses 15 through 19, it doesn't say that about Ammon. They're still in their fortresses, in their kingdoms, in their cities, right? Yes. Okay. Well, now they're being besieged. So they're trapped in there. And clearly it was, well, there's scriptures as sin when it brings forth its fullness, produces death, brings forth death. Right? Yes. Means there was never any repentance. That's the short of it. Long and the short of it. There was no repentance. There was no coming into alignment. There was no... No desire to change. They perpetuated the situation and they continued in it. That's what led to their demise, their destruction. We all have the ability and the opportunity to stop the wrongdoing, the sin, repent. That means a, a turning from and coming into alignment with the Lord and His plan. Because then there is prosperity, there's there's blessing and benefit, right? All these all these promises. You can look at the first parts of Leviticus twenty six and Deuteronomy twenty eight. They're all but identical. Right? Yes. Okay. But if we choose the opposite way, both of those chapters, the majority, the bulk of those chapters explains what happens as a result of sin. But when it reaches its fullness, it brings forth death. It says that they were, in this case, Ammon. The people of Ammon were completely destroyed. Which denotes a lack of turning. Especially when you take in everything into account, everything else we've read, David continually showed kindness. Especially when he was following the Lord. Right? Yes. He gave people, even his enemies, opportunities and second chances and all these things. Not the case here. Right? Yes. So, the the warning, the message is for us to search us, our hearts, and make sure that we are in alignment, in agreement with the Lord and His plan. Okay. Yes. All right. What else? What else did anyone get out of that section? <laughs> You guys have something? Oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna ask how come it says that she was cleansed from her impurity. Oh, that means her menstrual cycle. There was yeah. a. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So, um, women have a menstrual cycle. It's a signature that lets them know that they are physically coming to the time that they are ready to bear children. So, in the law. When women have their menstrual cycle, they are supposed to be separated from everybody and allowed to have their menstrual cycle and then spend some time afterwards while their body finishes cleaning in that process. 
um, not a clearly it's not a man thing that they should men are particularly concerned with. Um, but there are certain laws concerning how they are to be treated during that time frame. So um, they're not they're not even supposed to be touched. They're supposed to be left by themselves, and especially and particularly for males, don't bother them while they're on their menstrual cycle and left some days afterwards. So that's what that means. And it's not an impurity that comes, like there's no sin involved with this. This is just part of a woman's body, how God made women. Any other questions? No. Okay. Um, well, I mean, go ahead, Kyla. I see that look on your face. I do see it. Hold it together. But come on, tell us what's on your mind. I was kind of wondering what was up with David that he's watching somebody take a bath on the roof. Uh-huh. And he didn't try to pry his eyes away or anything. Uh-huh. Had no second thoughts. Uh-huh. The, the whole thing. David watched the show. The show was put on for David, and David watched the whole thing. Well, let's even back up. We're still in verse 1. While the war is happening and battles mm-hmm. are being fought, the siege is happening. Mm-hmm. Sieges yeah. take time. Or the whole point of a siege is that no support, supplies, whatever can get into the city. Whatever city that is being whatever, besieged. Right, that's being besieged. They cut off the roots of... Yes. So they have what they have. Well, we'll take, for example, this house. If the house was besieged, we have the supplies that we have. Mm-hmm. The water that we have, the food that we have, right? And when that runs out, that's it. Yes. Okay. So either people starve or they surrender. Yes. They, that is the Basically. whole point. Yes. So it wasn't. These things take time. Mm-hmm. Because especially back then, time period, the culture, right, was to store up excess, prepare for seasons, right, the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you have to wait for all of that. I mean, let's look at the time of Joseph. That was seven years worth of food, not just for the kingdom, and by the kingdom I mean the, the castle itself, but all the people in the entire empire. And people from afar came. Right, so that's a significant amount of food. So these things take time. Mm-hmm. But where was David? At home. In, in Jerusalem. At his house, in the comfort of his own home, while doing, you could argue, something righteous. Now, I'm not saying the killing itself was right, but he was, I'll say, not, I'll phrase it this way, seeking revenge, but it's not that. It was supporting and defending his people, people he had sent uh, in to show kindness, right, as ambassadors to show kindness to this other group of people that were rejected, mistreated, and all the rest of it. Yes. So even in the act of doing something righteous... Well, temptation can come. We should be able to identify and be aware of it. We should not be unaware of the schemes of the enemy. Mm-hmm. But when we're not doing what we are supposed to be doing. In fullness. In fullness, defending, mm-hmm. guarding, right? We can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. With the whole armor of God. Exactly. On. But in the garden, Adam, and then woman, later to be called Eve's job was what? To help. Adam? To tend, tend the keep, garden. Tend, tend and keep. keep the garden. So to guard against right weeds or whatever else is being grown, whatever that looks like. I mean, 
you grow a garden in the backyard, right? Um, what happens all but immediately? Weeds and bugs come, caterpillars. Okay. Well, they, they've got to be dealt with, right? In order to keep the garden pristine and actually be able to bear fruit that, that you can use, right? That you can eat. That, yes. Okay. So where was, where was David in this? And I'm not mm -hmm. saying it to point out David, all David's flaws, but so that we can recognize these these things in our own lives. How easy it is for someone exactly. to fall into temptation. But back to Adam and Eve for a moment, the instruction to tend and keep the garden means to tend to it and enforce exactly. what God has already said. His word was enough to deal with the enemy in word entirety. Is. It was enough. The word that, Jesus, that God had spoken to Adam and the commandment that he gave him was enough for him to deal with Satan. In whatever capacity or form he took. How do we know this? Because Jesus applied the same word. He didn't come out against Satan when he was being tempted with swords and the angels didn't come and knock Satan down and punch him and, you know, pummel him to death. They didn't. He spoke the word. Well, God has already said this. Eve attempted it, right? She attempted yes. to say this, is, but she didn't stand on it. She didn't insist upon it. She didn't believe it as fact and truth. She had room for negotiation. Hence, it wasn't accurate what she stated and she wasn't intent on enforcing what god had already said where jesus even being tempted in the wilderness accurately stated it and stood on it and was insistent exactly so we know his word was enough for them and in this case yeah david has a responsibility and he's also in the midst of doing something righteous defending and supporting the people of his kingdom. But why did he think he did not need to be there? But he wasn't doing it because he wasn't doing it fully. That's mm -hmm. the issue. Even in the midst of doing something righteous, if we are not fully doing what is required of us, no. the room is left for the enemy. Mm -hmm. I've, I, I can kind of see David a little bit. I've, I've had times in my life where it's like, okay, yes, I'm commissioned to be this particular thing. Um, for example, I'm a respiratory therapist. David was, in, he was put into position to do what? To defend God's people, right? Against yes. their enemies. That was one of the roles of the king, to physically defend and fight for the people and deal with the enemies of God's people, right? Yes. That's, that's probably one of the first parts of the commission. So why did he feel like just sending his troops was enough? When this is what you're supposed to be doing. And yes, I understand that the whole point, even like with children, right? With parents, with children, the whole point is to build them up so that they can do the job, right? You don't need to stand there and be over their shoulders. However, your parents are still responsible for the outcome. And, yes. and they, they should be in the proximity to still oversee what's going on and give direction and guidance and support and in every capacity. And that's in the natural thing. First and foremost is the spiritual, covering down in prayer and and everything else that the Lord requires. And yes. accountability. Well, now, there's a difference between David's role as the king and a mom and dad's role because True. eventually we expect the children to become full-grown adults and to be able to walk and demonstrate what God has already instructed the parents to instruct the children to do, 
we have that expectation that you grow and flourish and then you go to your own families and repeat the process over and over. But his reign, these people were never going to grow up and come out of his reign. He was supposed to be king until his time as being king was over. Right? Yes. yes. That meant he kept that authority, kept those reins until God relieved him of that command. Not going, you're going to come up and take it and I'm going to, no, 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 no. So there wasn't the same kind of expectation, but God commanded him to do something. So I can see the, the comparison, like God has instructed us to do certain things as your parents. Why then would I delegate that responsibility to another when I've been commanded to instruct you? Or you understand what I'm saying? When God told me yes. and us to do something, why then would I go, hey, uh, Susie Q, go ahead and take care of this for me. Yeah. Go live in our house and take care of our kids, and we'll be down in wherever. Pick a place, warm, tropical, sunny beach somewhere. Living it up, We're right? We're going to be but, laying in our, our, our bed, and we'll get up shortly. You know yes, I mean? the, the look you guys have on your face, you're like, that, that's not right. That exactly. doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. It's not the same thing. Kyla, Layla, LeCharles, promise if I say you, go get my cup of water and bring it to me. What happens when someone else's hand comes back with my cup in it? You ask why somebody else did it? Where is the one that I sent? <laughs> Whoever it is. <laughs> to do the task. And if I even hear you trying to pass that off to someone else when I instructed you, what do I do? No, I told you to go get it. Aha. Uh -huh. Exactly. Because there's a, a reason that I said for you to do that. Also, I was concerned about Bathsheba. Personally, I have a dislike for her. <laughs> but just, like, it seems like she was plotting and she was acting very serpent-like. Okay. Because miraculously, the one time she was with David, she has a baby from it. Hey, it's possible. It can happen. It's possible, but it was too coincidental for me. It, it seemed like a setup? Yes. Well, fair enough. I mean, the palace is a whole lot nicer than this... Wherever she was living, the shack in comparison with Uriah. And David even, was a even hunk. Even if it was a nice house. <laughs> yeah, it was it's not a palace. palace. And David was a hunk. I mean, we've, we've seen, <laughs> we've read, <laughs> we've read of how good looking he was, how strong he was, how everybody loved him. They said, oh. He's rugged and you know, handsome and all that, right? Okay. Yes. Yep. Rugged and manly. And, you know, plus he's gentle and, and kind, and but he's still strong and can smack people around. All of those things. And he's got money. And he's got status. Clearly yes. now is the king, especially. Right? Of course. Yes. But that's David's to guard against. Here's what, here's what their son said about them. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread. Oh, let me go back. Let me back up a little bit. I'm reading Proverbs 6. Uh, their son uh, being Solomon. Yes. Proverbs 6, 24. This is, Solomon is the writer of Proverbs. This is their son. Yes. Not the first son, but the second son. Mm -hmm. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. To keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread. And an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife, 
Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. We, we discussed multiple chapters ago, um, even actually back in uh, 1 Samuel. How did David get to this point? This right here, how do we go from, I love you, Lord, you know, raising our hands in worship and fighting his battles and being upright and upstanding to him to now you're laying with your neighbor's wife. Yes. And doing something that's not a secret. David absolutely understands and knows this is abominable to the Lord. This is, this is abhorred. This is to be hated. This kind of behavior, David knows that. Yes, because he took all his other wives and married them first. Now, how did we get to this place? How did we get here? It didn't just happen overnight. I just wake up one morning and said, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. You put a little bit of yeast into some dough, and eventually it spreads through, right? Yes. To the whole piece of bread or whatever it is, is affected by it, which is why Jesus said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. And the Sadducees, beware their, their lifestyle, their thought process and their mentality because a little bit's going to get in there and eventually your whole being will be putrefied by that lifestyle, that thinking process and mentality. So there's two people here that have accountability and responsibility. But I'm just going to talk from the standpoint of David because I don't have any knowledge or account that Bathsheba, aside from being a, a Jew, has a responsibility to the Lord. Does she even have a relationship with him? But he does. Not to mention, he's also the one that has everything, everything to protect. He's got everything, right? Yes. The, the Lord is with him. The anointing of the Holy Spirit that's been upon him to carry out this function. God who raised him up from being a shepherd and a nobody to being king. The responsibility of looking out for God's people and guiding them and leading them in a way that is reverent to the Lord. Which you find the exact, well, I'll say, a very similar situation with Adam back in the garden. Everything had been given to Adam. It was his to guard, to protect. The Lord had assigned all that to Adam. And what did he do? He gave it away. Not to, not to well, Eve. Well, it was part of her inheritance as well. It, it was, but mm -hmm. that's not who he gave it to. This was why when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, the devil said what? I'll give you all these lands and riches and glory. Why didn't Jesus refute him and say it's not yours to give? Because it was. Because he had been, the devil had been given it by Adam. Now, yes, the earth is the Lord's and everything they're in. Mm -hmm. But let's also look at how Jesus describes Satan when he's about to go get crucified. He says what? He said, the ruler of this world is coming, but he has, but he nothing, has nothing in me. So it's known, right? You see the same thing. Adam had everything to lose. It was his to protect, but in entering into sin and wrongdoing, it, it cost him everything. He had the authority. He had the, the seed was yep. in him. The lineage came from his quote-unquote loins. That's an old word, but it, it just yes. means how male and female are made to come together to reproduce. The seed and the lineage was inside of Adam. Not to mention he was the first one 
that the instruction came to. Yes, they were in one body together and Eve was separated out. However, God gave Adam that accountability. Which is also why husbands have a separate accountability from what the wife has. Exactly. We're equals, joint heirs, loved equally, but it's just different. Just like the oldest sibling is different. Y'all are all the same, but the oldest sibling has a different responsibility from the other children. Yes. Don't you know it, Kyla? Go ahead. <laughs> testify to that. Huh? I do. <laughs> <laughs> but you're all accountable for the same things. Um, so anyway, David was the one who had everything to protect. He had everything to lose. Bathsheba had nothing. I mean, she might have got stoned out of it, maybe, but who's going to stone the king? No one. So she got she got to move up in life. She got. Well, we're not there yet. We're not we're not there exactly yet. Well, but yes, she had the baby. Sweetheart, going to let that go. Sweetheart, she did. But now she has entrance and access as a result. Yes, she did get a move up because now the king is her boo. Please don't say that. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. The king is her boo, boo. Anyway, the king is the king is her dude now. That's her side guy. So what is he gonna do for her? At the very least, she's gonna get favors out of it. Snap her fingers. If you don't give me what I want, I'm telling everybody. And on when that little wah shows up, all she gotta do this: the king's baby. So oh yeah, yeah, she gotta move up in society. Yes, she did. Now she's got some status. She's got some. She's got leverage on David. Mm-hmm. Yes. If things don't go her way, she's got that in her back pocket. What, what's the, the modern term? Blackmail. Oh. Now the potential is open. Right. Yes. So, so we we talked about this before we before we started um, recording. But how how did this take place? This woman didn't know somebody was looking at her. She Anybody that has walked outside anywhere and felt and been like, I think someone's watching me, <laughs> <laughs> and just just turn to see who's there. That's not a new. That's not a new he- human element that you can feel someone watching you. Well, hairs on the back of your neck stand up, it, whatever, right? Whatever it is, you're walking all of a sudden and you stop. Like <laughs> someone's looking at me, you know. And look around and there's someone. Definitely doing that, even if they're hiding behind the blinds, you know, see the blinds closed up or whatever it is. So she knew that as well. And she knew that she was in eyesight of the palace. Because she was on the roof. And there weren't binoculars. David didn't have a a Mm -hmm. long-range telescope. He wasn't looking (laughs) through the Hubble telescope. He He didn't have binoculars. And he could see her clearly. Every feature, every dangle. Hey, it is what it is. She had no clothes on. And she stayed and put on a show, and David watched the entire show. There is accountability in that. Job, let me read this to you. Job chapter 31, verse This is the the part where Job is kind of defending himself after his his friends came by to say how wrong he was and how much he's done. Um, So he's he's defending himself here. 
Verse 1 says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? For what is the allotment of God from above and the inheritance of the Almighty from on high? Is it not destruction for the wicked and disaster for the workers of iniquity? Um, does he not see my ways and count all my steps? So what, he, what Job is saying here in the first verse is that he's not looking at anyone to lust after them. When he sees the trouble come up, you know, somebody's coming, din, 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 din. you know, the woman's walking by rolling her shoulder and batting her pretty little eyes. He said, oh, I'm cutting that off right away. Eyes, don't you look at that. Look down at the ground and make your way away from her. Right? Yes. Yes. Not entertain it. Watch the show that she puts on. Yeah, did you see that walk? Dang, she's fine. He didn't do any of that. He didn't stay and go, mm, girl, <laughs> whatever the cat called. He didn't do any of that. Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look upon her. Right. To, not, yes. to not even allow it an opportunity to be committed to memory. To give no place because what did Jesus say about it? If you look at a woman you so you much as to lust heart, after her. You already committed adultery in your heart. Okay. Okay. So this man... Who God has been communing with, though, through his Holy Spirit, guiding how to behave wisely as a king. That same Holy Spirit, did he tell him not to look? Yes. Did he tell him, don't go out there? Yes. Did he tell him, hey, you should probably be in battle. Even if you're in your little covered tent at the back of the battle, you need to be on scene. Yes. You think other people were sent? Sent for where? To, to warn let him that. know, hey, you should probably be in battle. You're not where you should be. Oh, yes, or even just the messengers Why? that went Why? to Why? Because it doesn't say that here. Because we know our God. Yes. And our God always talks to us first. Yep. And if we refuse, well, just like his, his word, and you see that in the New Testament, right? When it talks about if you see your brother in error or in sin, go to him. If he doesn't listen, bring a friend. Mm -hmm. Then bring it before the elders of the church. Mm -hmm. God doesn't violate his own word. We see that throughout. And you see, I'm sure it's here. We know the Lord. The Lord always talks to us directly. And especially this one who put, he's had the spirit of the Lord resting on him. And has been given such him. a place as being the king. But he'll do this for whoever, whether you're the king or not. He's no respecter of persons. Exactly. He has no favorites. And if we won't listen, the Lord sends someone else so. with his Holy Spirit who communes with us, right, to tell us. And if we still won't listen, well, then there are consequences. Well, people yes. can insist upon sin. Now, let's look at Bathsheba and compare her to Abigail. Bathsheba, when she was on the roof and she realized, someone's watching me, and turned around and saw David there in all his hunkiness and his robe and all that stuff, it shouldn't have mattered. She should have had a screen out there to begin with hang some tent, some cloaks around. I understand you want to have a relaxing bathing, bathing day. I get that. I'm a girl too. I'm a lady. I know. Spa day, hey, sometimes. <laughs> but why are you uncovered, especially for a married woman? So she could have hung some tents around her so nobody could have seen anything and she could have splashed all the live long day because yes. she was satisfied. At the very least, when she saw David, she should have covered herself up and departed from that rooftop, mid-bath and all. I was like, but 
David wasn't the only one that saw it. She was on the roof. So every other roof around, well, his might have been significantly higher. Who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll give her some the benefit of the doubt on that. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh-huh. But Abigail, when David was on his way to commit a sin, what did she say? She came and spoke wisely to him and asked him not to commit the sin because this is what the Lord has done for you. Let it not be so. How much more so could the, and should this woman have said, hey, my Lord, you could have been respectful. She could have bowed down with her robe on, fully covered, and said, let my king not do such a thing. Right, that was Abigail's thing. And then reminded him of who all of, yeah, who he was, but then his role and his job, right? You fight the Lord's battles, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this is all the ways that you've mm-hmm. been used by the Lord. That is our job, our role as brothers and sisters in Christ, to encourage and admonish, right? That's what that is in righteousness, in yep. doing what's right before the Lord. Mm-hmm. So Bathsheba had a whole walk or travel journey to the palace, whatever. They weren't too far away because, like I said, David didn't have a binocular set. He didn't have a, a spyglass. He didn't have anything. He had his, his naked eyes where he could clearly see details to know that she was very beautiful. She wasn't just like a blob, and he speculated. You know, when people are too far away, they just look like a blob, and you see them, you yes. know it's a person because you can, what else walks on two legs and is, you know, you can make it out as a person, but it's just a blob. You can't see details. You don't know what they look like. Yes. But he was close enough that he could see the fine details, that she was very beautiful. She wasn't ugly. Okay? Yes. So she had a whole walk to think about what she was going to say to him, how to stop this. They had the whole time before he actually lay with her. She could have stopped it and she could have said, hey, when she, maybe she didn't know what he wanted. Well, give her the benefit of the doubt if she didn't know. But at one point, at some point, it became very clear and evident what was going on. Yes. She had an opportunity to stop him, but she chose not to. But instead, engaged in the sin with him. I mean, even from the get go, why is it that David would even send for and invite this woman in? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, putting yourself in Bathsheba's place, if you will. Right. Why do you think she got an invite in the first place? Who was she that she would know the king and the king would know who she was? And I mean, like, no. Well, she saw David. They made eye contact. Yes, I, I understand that. But, <laughs> it was that close? Okay. Uh, I'm not just going to roll up to the to the White House and, hey, President, right? Whoever it is, right? Whoever's in office at that, I'm not just going to do right because, well, I don't know about you, but I don't I don't have it like that. I don't know whichever king or president or what, like that. That okay? So all of a sudden, uh, you get an invite to the palace, to the in White House, to the no right, whatever. Okay, why do you think that is? Uh, how how was it that? That the king, the president, whoever would know you to invite you. Was she involved? In, we don't know those things. But well, just from this section of scripture, well, you can see the why. So as soon as she received the invite, she should already have an idea as to why she's being invited. Because she wasn't like any of other David's other wives. He had princesses from afar off. He had Abigail and his other wife. But they were before he was king. Which is another great point that you bring up. He already had multiple wives. He already had been given all these great things from the Lord. We brought up Abigail. Yes. 
people to encourage him in doing what was right and righteous. But he wasn't content with that. Mm-hmm. But that's the sin nature also. When we're not content with what the Lord has blessed us with, the blessings he's given us and poured into our lives, that we have to, we think or feel, right, again, by human nature, human perspective, the sin nature, that we have to go look for those things on our own. And that they're, our mindset is that they're even going to compare or, or be similar. is an impossibility. On the contrary, when we find it for ourselves, it is full of and laden down with other problems and sin and heartache that we have no sight of what the true cost will be. When God says he makes rich and adds no sorrow with it, so when he gives a gift, it's clean. There's no strings attached. Nobody can come in and point at you and go, ah, that's mine, you owe me. Right? That's how Jesus said, the God of this world is coming. He has nothing in me, nothing to draw on. Nothing he can hook and say, hey, that's mine. You owe me for this. Right. And right. When, we, already, we already experienced that with the Philistines, right? Earlier on, after David actually becomes king of all mm-hmm. of Israel, then the king of the Philistines came. Yes. And thinking he had claim or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then what did David do then? I... He fought against him. He actually absolutely defended and refused. He had to fight and fought guarding the territory, the place, the, all the blessings and benefits the Lord had provided him. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that here. He left it open for the enemy. So um, I know we only got through five verses. I want to kind of pause there for today. Okay. Um, but I want to say this, right? We need to be aware of these things so that we don't give place to the enemy. Mm-hmm. Be aware of the schemes of the devil. Right, we should be doing that. Right, that's that's what the, the scripture encourages the Bible encourages us to do. The Lord through His Word encourages us that we shouldn't be unaware of those things. We should be knowledgeable. We have the Holy Spirit who gives us discernment mm-hmm. into the thoughts, the intentions of the heart, because He takes from the Father and discloses it to us. We are to be led by the Holy Spirit. So let's let Him lead us. Let's not be unaware. But be aware and move forward in the things of the Lord. Defend what he's given us against mm-hmm. anything that tries to come against it. Giving no place to the enemy mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. All right? Yes. yes. You're going to say something, honey? Oh, well, I was, but I, it's okay. Well, you can close this out already. <laughs> so you can say it and then we'll close. It's all right. <laughs> okay. I just, I just wanted to encourage you and read to you again Proverbs 6, verse 26. For by means of a harlot, a man or a woman is reduced to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. So this, is, this scripture is geared towards men, but it applies to women as well. Don't be fooled by, oh, he's got big muscles and, you know, he flexes them all the time, or a woman batting her eyes at you. Be aware of this. That's the intent and the purpose. And sexual sin is a snare to many feet. Yes. Okay? To every foot that entangles itself in it. So don't entertain it. Be on the guard for it. 
So um, there are adulterous, adulterers, the male version, and there's adulteresses, the female version. Yes. Okay, so let God choose what he wants for you. And then when he brings that to you, be satisfied therein. Don't run after what looks good. Don't run after, don't be enticed by any of that nonsense. That's all I want to say. All right. Let's close out in prayer. All right, promise. All right, promise. Go for it. God, I just thank you for just showing us the signs of something that's going to be wrong so that we can avoid falling into that trap. And just giving us the strength to oppose it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.